Welcome back to another episode. Um, once again, we've got uh, our dear friend, Pastor Craig Hood, and a special guest with us again today, Michael Mead. Uh, the topic at hand is student debt. To so many, it's such a burden. And we're trying to have some conversations and give you some resources and some ideas on, first of all, how to uh, avoid it. But today we're going to talk a lot of, to you guys that have it and how to get out of it. Uh, Michael and Craig, thank you so much for joining us again today. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. For sure. So, Michael, you you have done quite a bit of, of work on this. Um, what do I do? I, I, just, I just finished college, and I'm excited about job opportunities, especially here in June of 2022, when the unemployment rate is like 3.6, and there are lots of jobs. But now comes a time when I have to start paying back all of that student debt that I generated for my uh, undergrad or graduate degree. What do I do? Yeah, unfortunately, Christian, I can tell you from experience what I did. I, you know, I graduated from college with $32,000 of student loans. And if I'm being honest, I don't know if I had full awareness of that until after I graduated. So first things first, become aware of your situation. If you do have debt, make sure you know how much it is. Make sure you know your monthly payments, things like that. And I realized my goodness, I have a problem. Like I, I just went through four years of school. I was having fun. I was just moving, going through the motions. And it's almost like I woke up to the fact that, okay, I am an adult in the real world now. And I just found myself in a pretty big hole. I, I need to do something about that. Michael, what I love about your approach is that you've got a six-step plan. And I just wonder if you can walk us through it. And then we're going to dive into to each step. It starts with believing it's possible. Walk us through it. Yeah, so this really just formulated out of what worked for me. I started this journey by myself. I ended up getting married and my wife, Kimberly, finished it with me. And this is just kind of what we did. We went through a process of we, we had to get hope. And so we had to believe it's possible. Next, we took ownership of our future, then created a plan, increased our income, invited community to do it with us, and celebrated milestones along the way. So we'll go through each of those in more detail. But first, like you said, Christian, you, you have to believe that it's possible. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. And if you don't have hope for your future in, in any area of life, you are not going to be motivated to take action. And, and specifically to get in on this, student loans, we have to acknowledge 32,000. Some of you listening, that sounds like a small number. You're thinking, man, I, I wish I only had 32,000 because I've, I've unfortunately talked to some people with quite a bit more than that. And the bigger that number gets, the more daunting it can feel that I'm just going to carry this forever. This, I'm, I'm going to take this to the grave because it is too big to pay off. So you've got to generate hope for yourself. And, and let's just pause there. I remember I was um, hiring for a position in our media department about a decade ago, and one of our candidates came in. Uh, she she was she was very talented, but what we realized in the interview process that she had over a hundred thousand mm. dollars in student debt, and at that point it cost her, I believe, the number was fourteen hundred dollars a month in payments. And I remember thinking, that's that's the same as like a house payment. That's rent. Uh, that you have to pay on top of, you know, paying rent. Um, so th the need for hope is is uh, significant here because there are a lot of people out there that have uh, just overwhelming amounts of debt 
so I agree with you. It's 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 absolutely needed. How do you find that though? When you look at that financial reality, how do you how do you find uh, hope and how do you get to believe that it's possible? I'll tell you what worked for me is finding stories of people who had already done what I was trying to do. And that, that can be challenging. It's really easy when we look at our own story to make justifications for why our circumstance is different. Well, you don't know that you know I have this going on in my life or you don't know what's going on. And, and try to remove yourself from that excuse mentality and just find other people. And, and hopefully my story is hope. I paid off those $32,000 in 41 months and I don't, wow. I don't mind being transparent here. During that time, I was earning thirty to $40,000 salary. So objectively speaking, not a, not a big income in comparison to the loans I was paying off. So there's hope. It, it's, if I, can, I, didn't, I didn't do anything special. If I can do it, you can do it. So go find, yeah, go ahead. Other than this wonderful podcast, do you know of, of, of any places where you could? I'm just thinking if I'm a college student, I just finished college. So a lot of my friends, um, <laughs> a lot of my community sure. actually are in the same boat as me. I mean, Jimmy, Johnny and Sarah also have that. So this is like what's where are places where you can go to find those stories and find community of, of, of hope to to get beyond this? Sure. Uh, so Dave Ramsey can be a pretty polarizing figure. A lot of his stuff was helpful to me in this season. So he's an example of someone where I was listening to his radio show, listening to his resources. I was actually reading some of uh, Dr. Craig's books that he has written. Uh, so there's a little plug for some of his books. Uh, some, some, of, some of those were really helpful. And I'll tell you what, Christian, the amount of good, inspiring content that's available online has never been better. All you have to do is get on YouTube, search how to get out of student loan debt. You're going to find and, and go find the personalities that you connect with. Not everybody is going to resonate with Dave Ramsey. So there's 20 other people online that are talking about this every single day, injecting hope and go find someone that motivates you and then listen to them every day. Listen to them on your morning into work, during your lunch break, and, and just let that motivate you that you can do this because you can. Let me add something too. This is one of the things in scripture, you know, you need to know that there's passages that tell us things that sound practical, but listen to this because it's not just practical, it's, in, it's inspiring. Proverbs 14, 23, 24 says, all hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. The wealth of the wise is their crown, but the folly of fools yields folly. That has nothing, notice that passage has nothing to do with the size of any amount of finance, whether it be strength or whether it be debt. It just says hard work's gonna bring a profit. Michael, you're proof of that. Just talk <laughs> gets you nowhere, that's poverty. And then the wealth of the wise, mm -hmm. see, you can be wise even if you don't have a lot of money because wisdom is about using what you have. So use what you have and watch it grow and watch it change. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, I'm even thinking back, I, the church that I was a part of at the time had a great small group that was focused around more just getting out of debt in general. It wasn't so specific as student loans, but I joined that group. And so my church was a really helpful resource to inspire me with hope just by going alongside other people moving through the journey with me. One of the things that I've noticed uh, about our society is that uh, even through college, um, a lot of our young people and, and, and I was the same, are still very much dependent on our parents. But then there's this transitional moment in life, and, and I believe that there are several, um, 
it, my my son, my oldest, is going to high school. That's a transitional moment for me of feeling old. But but back to the topic at hand, uh, the transitional moment after college for the young people is that that you know hopefully they get a job and and and, and find some place to live. And it's this transition to it. It's now your problem primarily. The the your parents, although loving and supportive, are gonna. Uh, step back even more and and it, it's your turn to 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 figure it out and so the student debt that you're left with at the end of what hopefully is a, a, a successful degree program it's it's yours now yeah and that's a sobering reality to acknowledge but it's true the if depending on what type of loan you took out most of them are going to be in your name and perhaps your parents have the means to help you with that but at the end of the day it's your responsibility and you just have to take that and and then believe you can do something with that there there's power in human agency and when we take ownership and realize that we are responsible for the decisions we made and then the consequences of those decisions which in this case uh, could be a, a large student loan debt we can reconcile that and then we can do something with it and start moving forward can I just ask one quick question? Because one of the things that uh, I read an article, and, and, and I apologize, I don't remember uh, who the author was, but but I had always had this understanding that all of the student debt that we have in the U.S. were, uh, in my mind, because people had gone to college, uh, received a degree, and now they had student debt. But the sad thing is that there are millions out there and probably billions in loans, which are people who went to school uh, some of them are these uh, for-profit schools that almost seem predatory mm -hmm. in their eagerness to to burden you with debt, but not really focused on giving you an actual actual education. So you end up with with the, the worst of two worlds: you have debt, and you have no degree. So you're when you go to an employer, they don't care that you have debt, but they care that you don't have a degree. Um, if I'm in that moment, what do I do? Do I do I keep getting myself more into debt um, to at least finish the degree? What would you say to those people that I, I think that that's the worst of both worlds? Yeah, that that's a tragic situation, and I, I the word predatory comes to mind, and and in some cases perhaps illegal activity. And so, if there's something that you inadvertently participated in that was illegal, you may have some legal protection on being taken advantage of. So perhaps have some mindfulness of that. If that's not the case and it was just an unfortunate circumstance, I don't know that I would keep digging into debt to solve a debt problem. Now, if you have three credit hours left that will seal up your degree, you know, that's it's tough to give some blanket advice here, Christian, because everyone's circumstance is gonna be a little bit different. Um, I, yeah. I personally wouldn't advise going to get much deeper into debt to try to solve that problem. Um, you, you may be able to find some other ways to get a good quality job and get your way out of the situation and then perhaps finish school at a later time in life, which I have some friends and that path has worked really well for them. Absolutely. The, the problem is, I think the economists called it, uh, they call it sunk cost fallacy. Right. It's, it's this uh, feeling that, man, I've already spent this much. I have to finish. And and I can I could see how it would be so difficult to say no I'm I'm, I'm going to stop the, the the leaking or I'm going to stop getting more into debt and and get my finances right and then maybe uh, uh, there's night school there's community college mm -hmm. as we we talked about in one episode um, but th 
how do you how do you take ownership of your future then how, how do you move forward yeah so recognizing that it's your responsibility is step one uh you know there's all this talk about government forgiveness programs and different things like that and listen if that happens and you benefit from it praise god what a blessing now you might pay for it in taxes for the rest of your life but that's a different conversation so yeah. don't sit around and wait for the government or for your inheritance or for any other external circumstance to take care of this for you. You have to recognize that the person that you look at in the mirror every morning is the person that is responsible for fixing this problem and just chip away at it one step at a time and just recognize this is your problem to solve and you're capable of solving it. So what you're saying, Michael, if I ignore it, and just don't think about it, it does not go away? <laughs> not, not, not only does it not go away, Christian, but it, it can and will get worse. Interest and, and then penalties yeah. and then more interest on the penalties and it just compounds. So take, take the bull by the horn and, and start making a plan to get out of it. That's right. And I heard uh, Craig chip in a second ago that God will be with you. And I, I want to over-communicate my belief in that. I, I believe in human agency yeah. and that we have to take ownership for this. But we have to remember we're not alone. And, and not only do we have community, but we have a spiritual father who cares about stewardship and can help give us the discipline and resource to be focused, create a diligent plan. And, and so you'll hear me, you know, communicating pretty strongly that you're responsible for this, but it's not something you're responsible for by yourself. 